You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 116. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this blogcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra intention to your everyday. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Today's episode is sponsored by acuityscheduling.com, which helps you simplify your scheduling so you can focus more on doing the work you love to do. At the end of this episode, I'll be speaking with Nicole from Acuity Scheduling about the service, and she has a special free offer for Lively Show listeners, so stay tuned. In addition, today is the first official day of lifewithintentiononline.com registration. This is my flagship course. This is the work that I have done for the last 10 years in my life that has truly changed my own approach to life and improved my life in every single way possible, as well as the lives of almost 500 people who have taken the class throughout the world. The next class is running January 31st through March 4th, which is coming up in just a week or two here, and I'm so excited for registration to now be open. So you can sign up between now and January 29th for class. In honor of class starting so soon, I'm going to be doing a new fireside chat on January 27th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This fireside chat is such a fun thing for me to do. I only do them before Life with Intention opening. And this fireside chat, which is going to be focused on my current favorite value area, life focus of all right now, which is all about pleasure. We're going to be talking about the five joyful and fulfilling pleasure practices I've been learning about in recent months that is truly changing my life in so many wonderful ways. Because let's be honest, life is about more than just possessions, relationships, and career. And this category of self-care, which I think we heard a lot about even here on The Lively Show in 2015 and 2014 as well, honestly just kind of makes me feel a little guilty. It makes me feel like I should be doing certain things. But it's not really something that I seek out that I want to do. Pleasure has been this key and this approach and shift and the practices that I do for pleasure versus things I thought I should do for self-care has made all the difference. I can't wait to share this with you guys. So if you'd like to sign up and join me for free in this fireside chat, go over to lifewithintentiononline.com slash fireside chat. Again, that's lifewithintentiononline.com slash fireside chat. That's where you'll be able to sign up to get the details and join us in that live fireside chat setting. Now let's move on to today's episode. Today I'm speaking with Anna Maria Locke of AnnaMariaLock.com about her journey to becoming a health and wellness coach, her experience with perfectionism and how she has moved from being kind of perfectionistic in her life, trying to have all of the shiny pennies towards being enough and her experience as an alumni of Life With Intention online. She is going to be sharing honestly about how her life has been transformed through the course and applying the concept she's learning class, who she believes it's a good fit for, and more. Let's go to the show. Anna, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is an amazing honor, and I'm so excited. I'm excited too. So let's start with your background. Tell us how you got to where you are. So I might start rambling. This is kind of a long, convoluted story, so feel free to interrupt. I want to start back with my childhood. So I grew up as a really, really creative and imaginative kid. And I loved playing make-believe games with my sister and friends. And I loved drawing and I loved writing and creating and making paper dolls and making up stories. 
But I was also always a really good student, (laughs) a high achiever, which started in like first grade when I knew that I was the best speller in the class. Um, And then it just kind of went from there. So I grew up knowing that I was the smart one. I was kind of, that was my label. I was the smart one. I was the achiever. I was the teacher's pet. So that's kind of how I grew up and how I identified with myself. Once I hit junior high and high school and we started getting the pressure of, oh, what are you doing with your life? What do you want to be when you grow up? No one ever told me that I couldn't do anything with my creativity. I kind of told that to myself because I assumed that I had to use my intelligence. I was really interested in science. And so I decided that I wanted to be a doctor. No one ever told me, that's a bad idea. Are you sure you want to be a doctor? Because everyone knew I was smart and I got good grades and I always loved helping people. So I just assumed that sounded good and that was going to be my plan. I went through high school and into college. My freshman year of college is when I had my first little mini life crisis. And actually, when my intuition first kicked in that I remember it kicking in and I had no idea like that it was my intuition, but I... I started getting these feelings of like panic and overwhelm because I hated my biology classes. Cell bio and and organic chemistry was horrible for me. And I started doubting my whole life path and my whole existence up until this moment. And then I went to a liberal arts college. Thank goodness. So I was taking a lot of different classes. I took a geography class called Human Impact on the Environment, and it changed my life. It was focused on basically environmental issues and how humans, you know, kind of caused them or how we could solve them. And I didn't know that geography was anything other than like memorizing maps and and locations. So I'd never taken geography before because it was like the blow off class. I didn't do blow off classes. I did the, the, the like AP classes, but it clicked with me and I just felt so passionate That's when I decided to change my major from pre-med to environmental science. I want to hear more about this geography and how it's not just about memorizing capitals. Oh, man. This is like a side of me that no one really who knows me right now really knows. I love geography. Geography is a it's an all encompassing subject, which is good because I love everything. It puts a spatial component to every other subject say like we're talking about um, ecology and we're talking about landscapes, what animals live there and what plants live there. So if we start looking at, okay, so how is this place different than this place and why, then it turns into geography. So it asks questions like why and how and, and where to pretty much anything like political science. Yeah, basically any subject. It's so cool. (laughs) It's so deep. I think it's over my head, I think. That's fascinating that you got so much from it. So it's just asking the questions. It's not the locations themselves. Like I said, it has a spatial component. So we're asking like why these things occur in a certain spot. It doesn't even have to be places. It can be even ideas or thoughts and cultures. So like why are these ideas here and not here? There's political geography and there's there's this whole like Marxist theory to it too that I, that's not me. I have no idea about like the philosophical and, and theoretical side of things I liked 
the more concrete, tangible, like ecology and, and science and physical part of things because I like understanding things I can see. So I decided to change my entire, not just my major, but my entire career path away from going to med school with my best friend Ashley and becoming a pediatrician. I was so terrified because it was the first time I had doubted myself and the first time I had changed my mind on something really big. But the decision felt so amazing. So I, sh- I switched and I still ended up majoring in biology. So I didn't have to change too many of my classes. So I ended up double majoring in environmental studies and biology with a minor in geography. And I was also an overachiever in college and had like three part-time jobs and I was the president of our environmental club and I was I had a music scholarship because that was like my little creative outlet still. And so I played piano and I played trumpet and I worked in admissions and I was like burning myself out trying to either find a job after graduation or get into grad school. So it was 2008 when I started my senior year of college, which, you know, is when the recession started. I knew that it was going to be really, really hard for me to find a job. Plus, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do or who I wanted to to be. Um, My senior year of college, I was so stressed out. It was the most stressful year of my life. I just kind of assumed that I wasn't going to be able to find a job. So I didn't even try to apply for jobs because I'm also a perfectionist and didn't want to risk failure. So I decided to apply for grad schools. And I'm like, well, I'll just stay in school as long as possible. And maybe when I graduate, I'll be able to find a job. (laughs) It's like an ostrich putting your head in the ground. Right. Yeah. I was looking at um, ecology programs because I was still in the, the biology and the science side of things. As I was searching for programs, I I somehow clicked on a geography program and it just sounded so much fun. And again, it just clicked with me. And so my intuition started telling me, you should apply to get your master's in geography. And then like my ego inner critic side was like, oh, but geography is like not real science. It's, you know, it's not good enough. What are you going to do with that? I knew that it really resonated with me and sounded like so much fun. So (laughs) senior year is when I became like a stealth geography. I call myself a stealth geography major because I ended up just minoring in it because I couldn't take enough classes to major. And I ended up getting a full ride and an assistantship to the geography program at Penn State, which is one of the top geography programs in the country. So I was like, yay, another shiny penny. Yay, I got a full ride. I'm still good. I'm still smart. I'm still important. And I can still feel proud of myself. So I went to grad school, two of the most fun and best years of my life. I ended up getting my master's degree doing, well, it's in geography, but I did my research on the Lake Tahoe Basin, researching the effects of fire suppression on old growth forests and how the forest structure has changed over the last 150 years. And how that is resulting in worse, just like really bad fires now because of human activity and what we can do to learn how to manage the forests so we reduce the risk of forest fires, like which sounds totally unrelated to what I do now, but I really liked it. It was really fun. Um, I still liked researching and still wanted to change the world and help people and help the world. But I still never stopped to ask myself like, who are you and what do you really want to do with your life? So I graduated with my master's degree from a top university and still couldn't find a job. I ended up working for the Nature Conservancy for six months. It was just a temporary job, which was amazing, but it ended and I didn't have a full-time job. 
that is when I entered what I call the quarter life crisis, which just, oh man, it just really sucked. It was the first time I had really been forced to confront reality and confront feeling like a failure in my life and not knowing what I was doing. And I was just watching all of my friends from school just like go off and get good jobs that had benefits and, you know, nice salaries. And they were checking off more, collecting more shiny pennies. And I didn't realize that, you know, life didn't have to move in a straight line. And I didn't realize that success and failure weren't the only options. I just thought that if I didn't feel successful, then I was automatically a failure. Along this whole time, I was dating and got married to my husband, Ben. He's a teacher. He got a teaching job here in Chicago, where we live. So we moved to Chicago in 2012, and I ended up getting a job as an educator at the Lincoln Park Zoo, which was the most fun place to work ever, just like it sounds. And so I finally got my full-time job. It did not give me any lasting fulfillment whatsoever. And so I just ended up freaking out again because I was like, well, crap, if, if getting a job, you know, wasn't the end all be all, then, then what's next? So I ended up going into another little quarter life crisis mode. That's when I started getting into health and fitness more because I knew that taking care of my body made me feel better. I knew that was important. That's when one of my girlfriends introduced me to beach body coaching, which is what I do now. I'm a full-time beach body coach. And I was like, well, I need to do something positive for me. I know that. And I want to be able to help other women find confidence and be happier too. So this aligns with how I want to feel. So sure, let's go for it. Why not? So I became a beach body coach, totally random. Never, ever, ever would have predicted I would ever do anything network marketing related. But it ended up being the best decision ever. It instantly clicked. I started to, well, I was introduced to personal development through Beachbody. It's huge with the company's mission. And I started to realize what was missing in my life and started to realize that it was okay to slow down and ask myself, what do you want from life instead of just reacting or letting the opinions of others or society kind of like dictate what I wanted to do. I had so much confidence and I started running these online accountability groups for women who also wanted to to either lose weight or get in shape and gain energy. So it just kind of went from there and I found instant success with Beachbody coaching. I was like, yay, I found my success again. (laughs) It was kind of like another shiny penny. And so then my next shiny penny, my next goal was that, oh my gosh, I really need to quit my job and be a full-time entrepreneur and a full-time coach. So then that became my driving mission in life. Six months after I started coaching, I was able to earn enough money to pay my half of the bills. So I quit my job, which was another big intuition like push for me. I knew that it was going to be a leap, but I knew that I would grow into it and it was the right decision for me. And so I quit my job. And so I was living my dream, working for myself, coaching women, living my purpose. And I still didn't feel like I was good enough to be really happy. And so then I was just like, okay, well, now what? And I had started to listen to the Lively Show podcast and started to dive deeper into personal development. And so that is when, so I guess it was last February, February 2015, when I signed up for Life with Intention Online for the first time. And that's when everything started clicking for me. 
So now I'm learning how to honor my intuition and honor my energy. And honestly, I'm learning how to find worth and value and success inside of me instead of seeking for it outside and constantly striving to achieve and achieve and achieve. That doing level of success is so addicting, isn't it? Yes. Oh my gosh. Especially for an overachiever. (laughs) That's definitely where a lot of people that end up coming that are burned out from trying so hard to get all of the activities, the shiny pennies, the outcomes and achievements that they want. And then I kind of feel like that's the phase where you feel like you're a mouse in the maze. And instead of chasing for cheese, you're just trying to outrun your PR from the last time, your personal record, just trying to run further in the maze each day. But the truth is like there's always more miles to run. No matter who you're chasing, whether you're just chasing your own best time the day before or if you're looking at your partner in the maze with you, there's always more miles to run. It's never going to be done until you are done. Let's quickly go into the work you're doing right now with helping women feel good enough and confident enough to actually take action and make positive changes in their lives. Why is that so important to you in your work? Oh my goodness. It's so important to me because it is the transformation that I'm going through. And so being able to share that with other women just feels like my purpose and and my mission in life. So I started coaching and helping women do Beachbody fitness programs and lose weight. And so it started with trying to lose weight and get healthier and set healthy habits. But the more women I worked with, the more I started to realize that we all struggle on these deeper levels of insecurity. We never feel good enough, no matter how many pounds we lose or how many goals we achieve. We won't ever feel really happy or proud of ourselves unless we're growing and transforming on the inside at the same rate as we are changing on the outside. So my whole coaching approach has shifted more towards personal development and towards helping women empower themselves to believe that they are worth it, that they're worth feeling happy and feeling good. And I I love helping women believe that it's okay to spend time on yourself because I don't even, so I don't have kids yet, but I still feel guilty for doing things just for me. I'm such a giver. I'm the oldest of four. So I was raised to be the caretaker. And I think with women in general, we feel guilty when we do things just for ourselves. I want women to know that that's, it's okay to do things for yourself If you focus on how you're changing on the inside, you know, the outcomes, the weight will come off naturally as just a side effect of treating your body with more kindness and respect. That totally happened for me. It was the external shifted from all the nine years of eating issues that I had when I came from my values. And actually, that was the first area for me where I even found without realizing it, this life with intention approach was through food because that had been my big bugaboo for so long in my life. And yeah, you don't even have to force the outcome. They flow naturally when you really tap into your values and your intuition at the deeper level than what society tells us we should be focusing on, which wants to look at the tactics and the actions and the, you know, it doesn't mean anything unless you take action. Well, that's true. But to get, like you said, to the actions and being able to take them, there's something even deeper than that. And that's where I think our society is not really focusing fully yet. But hopefully with Life with Intention and other programs and teachings out there that, you know, it's hard to find it all in one place. It explains it the same way, but hopefully we can get to what's really deeply motivating those actions in the first place. Yeah. So instead of working out to punish ourselves and burn calories and get abs, 
we can work out because it makes us feel good. (laughs) Yeah, the transformation starts inside and the external reveals that naturally in its own time and in its own pace. Have you found that? Yes, I have definitely. And it's been a process for myself too, because I was never really overweight. And I never had any official eating disorders, but I've always struggled with low self-confidence and just like low body image, like a lot of women. So when I started trying to not even diet, but just eat healthy and work out, it became a competition with myself to be like, oh, how many pounds can I lose? And that's like with everyone I work with, we're just, we're addicted to the scale. We're addicted to, to trying to control our food and our behaviors in order to control the outcome and get the outcome that we want. And it's just this really negative spiral that I just want us to escape from. Do you think we could do that in our careers too? Totally. I totally think so. Because, and and this ties together for me personally, physical health and my body image will obviously tie to my career right now. But I also found that after I worked on basically just establishing a consistent workout routine and establishing healthy eating habits so that it was just my life. It wasn't something I was like, oh, I fell off track. It wasn't like a diet I was on or off. It's just part of my life now. I noticed that I was obsessed with the scale and I was addicted to the scale. It was in my bathroom. Every time I saw it, I had to step on it. And the number that I saw would determine how I felt about myself for the rest of the day. Even if I was having a super good day, if I saw a number that I thought was too high, it would ruin my whole day. And I realized that this was unhealthy. So I threw out my scale. And so I had a lot more peace with my body by not worrying about the numbers, but that totally, it was so funny. It it almost directly transferred into my business because that was around the time that I started working for myself full-time. And so then I started becoming obsessed with my income. Another scale. Yeah, another with other numbers. And so I've been working through that (laughs) over the past year too. Well, I'm excited. That's been my research of late. This last year has been focusing on that specific thing. I can't wait to be doing something I have in store actually after Life with Intention in March, but also and beyond with the book as well. So anyways, I hear you on that. It's so easy for the ego to transfer its addiction from something like weight. It doesn't have to be that way for other people. It could be trying to have it all together was a really popular one that Mm -hmm. people that I interviewed shared that they focused on was just trying to have all the pieces, all the shiny pennies in their lives that people expected, the house, the career, the family, the job, whatever it might be, the body, whatever those things are, they wouldn't have it all. The total package was something Mm -hmm. they chased, or it could be like their career or their education program, et cetera. But then I think that the career thing is just not yet fully seen as quite, I don't want to say that the word disorder even could throw people off and go, I don't have a disorder with work. But really, I think it's so prevalent in our society, especially for possibly those listening to this show, I will say, especially if you're in the U.S., that it's almost assumed that we should suffer in some ways that we have in our careers, that it's just like, that's the way it is, as if the whole society was always on a diet. So you're like, well, of course you're on a diet. Like, that's what everyone's doing. Like, it's not really seen to be, oh, where's the suffering? And is the suffering inflicted upon us? Or, or is it normal? Or is it self-inflicted? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're speaking right. I'm like the perfect target audience for your book. But yeah, and I, like you said, I wouldn't, like using the word disorder is kind of... It's intense for a lot of people. Yeah, but I will say that we can have an unhealthy relationship with things. So it's like you don't have to have an eating disorder to have an unhealthy relationship or an unhealthy emotional relationship with food. Also with work, 
I will call myself a recovering workaholic. I don't take the word like the the word aholic <laughs> or the suffixaholic um, lightly. Yeah, I think we can also have a negative energetic and emotional relationship with our work too, especially I think in the US at least and this idea that we have to work harder and we have to put in more hours and we have to be busy, busy, busy. Hustle. Hustle, the freaking stupid hustle. Right? I saw a temporary tattoo that said hustle in really big letters. I was like, my anxiety just went up. I've seen coffee mugs that say busy, busy, busy. And I'm like, I am stressed out looking at that mug. <laughs> it's not about that. And this is something that's been really cool. Just like to watch my own personal development journey kind of go and evolve as I evolve. But right now I'm super, super into learning more about our energies and our masculine energy versus our feminine energy. And I'm learning that a lot of our hustle and this inner sense of like, oh, I have to do more. I can't stop. I, I can't take a break. It's all masculine. And it's it doesn't have to do with being male or female. It's the masculine energy is just a label for like the strive and drive, like the achieving, the linear, the getting stuff done and checking off the to-do list. And yeah, it's important, but we are taught to believe that that's everything and that's our self-worth is all tied into what we can do and our our label and our, our job title and our income. And we completely ignore our feminine energy, which is the creative process. And it's the stillness and the rest and the restoration and the recovery and, and just letting yourself be. And so I'm, I'm trying to learn how to bring more feminine energy and, and bring my, my childhood creativity and that sense of imagination back into my life while still getting things done. That's been a definite part of my own journey with my career is even how to operate from that place and even in how I share the work that I do to come from that duality of both energies, right? It's so awesome. So let's talk about life with intention specifically. I know you mentioned it was part of this whole journey for yourself. What was your experience like with life with intention? I did it for the first time in the February course last year. And it's so funny because I debated for like a month whether or not I should invest in this class because I knew that that my ego was telling me, oh, you need to like buy more courses and learn more before you can be successful. Um, and so I wanted to make sure it was coming from a place of like, okay, I actually need this. It's not just another course that is going to, you know, check more checks off a list. So it took me a while to convince myself that I could invest in a personal development focused e-course that wasn't directly related to something I could do to change my business to make more money and move my business forward. It was okay to invest in myself for myself. A big message I want to share with other women is that it's okay to invest in yourself and your inner emotional well-being. So I did it for the first time last winter, and it completely cracked me open and blew my mind. And it was the first time I had ever really officially been introduced to the concept of the ego as like the chatterbox and the inner critic. And that alone was worth <laughs> the investment. Oh, and because I, you know, I've always been kind of a high strung, high anxiety person. And so I had this little voice in my head that would never shut up and kept me awake. And I was such a workaholic. I was working all the time and it was negatively affecting my relationships with the people I loved in my life. And so that was my biggest aha moment was learning that life doesn't have to be about just obtaining the next shiny penny and reaching the next step in the ladder, that it's okay to just be yourself and start to live from your values. 
And so I have two main takeaways from Life with Intention Online that have changed my life. And one of them was it helped me redefine success. Because my whole life, you know, I've talked about feeling I need to feel successful. So I always define success based on like external achievements and meeting external goals and achieving and accomplishing things. And so I learned that success is really based on actions that we can take and we have control over it. So therefore, there's no such thing as failure, really, which was a huge weight off my shoulders because one of my biggest fears has always been that I'm constantly failing at something. And so I learned that, no, there's no such thing as failure if you're showing up and living from your values and taking action. So that was one huge takeaway. And then another huge takeaway was that it helped me gain so much confidence in myself and my career path. And it helped me learn how to trust myself and trust that if I could just get quiet to think about what really mattered and think about my values and then live my life based on my values, that I would always be on the right path, no matter what, no matter how much money I was making, no matter what was happening in, in you know, the present moment and in the, in the current circumstances, I would be okay. And so that kind of spilled forward into helping me overcome so much insecurity and so much of this like inferiority complex, especially as an entrepreneur. It's so easy to compare yourself to what other people are doing and to think like, oh, I'm not good enough or I'll never be like that. Or to be jealous of someone who's doing something that you want to do or that, but you don't think you can do it. So it helped me overcome that comparisonitis because I knew that if I was coming from my values, I was always on the right path and I would always be heading in the right direction. I have this mentality now, whenever I see someone doing something and I start to feel jealous or compare myself, I say, well, good for you, not for me, because it might be, you know, that's their values. It's their path. It's not me. I can just stay true to myself. I remember that coming up in class, actually. Someone was sharing that from Amy Poehler's book. One other way we can look at it, too, is like good for you and for me good for both of us to be able to live our values and to have different values and celebrate each other and our choices because of our unique individualized values. Oh, I love that. Here's a question. Since we talked about with the eating earlier, that when you're seeking just to make the change externally, it doesn't really happen as naturally and effortlessly as until you make the change internally and then the external happens. Have you seen any external changes? I know you mentioned you were like, oh, I have to do this, but it's not going to help my career. Do you think it has actually, by making these internal shifts, affected your career in and of itself? Oh, definitely. 100%. Because now I'm able to come from, you know, myself. It's like I'm giving myself permission to be me and, and have so much more authenticity because this is the stuff that I really believe in is just feeling like you're good enough just as you are right now. So because I feel more confident in myself and in, you know, who I am right now and in the message I'm sharing, I've, I have been able to achieve more success like in my career. <laughs> but I also know that I'm setting up a super, super strong foundation from which to grow. So instead of building this house from, you know, sticks of pennies or like piles of pennies, we'll say, that could topple down. Um, and chasing the external goals and chasing the external validation. Um, and I can come from within. And if I'm coming from my values and my truth and my heart, I know that no matter what I do, it's going to feel successful to me. People are going to resonate with that. 
and want to be around you because they want to have that experience for themselves more than all the shiny pennies they think will produce it. So Life with Intention Online totally did help you. Are there any other shifts you've noticed in your life that have happened or changes you've made because of the work you've done there? Yeah, just overall, I finally feel more at peace. I just have more peace from the inside and less of this like frantic and anxious energy that I always used to operate under. It's just less of the perfectionism controlled energy and less fear and more trust. Just this more feeling of gratitude and abundance instead of feeling like oh I'm I'm there's always something more and, and focusing on what I what I'm not doing. I'm focusing more on what I can do and what I can bring and what I can give as opposed to what I can get. And it's Oh, it's been, I can't even put it into words, but I've been going through this, what I call my perfectionism recovery journey for the last year and, and um, just overcoming this feeling I've always had that I'm not good enough unless I do X, Y, and Z and do it perfectly or, you know, live up to my own expectations. So definitely feel more joy, peace, and fulfillment on a daily basis. And when I don't, when I do have a bad day, because it happens all the time, or when I wake up in a crappy mindset, I feel empowered because I know what I need to do to over resistance. And oh, that is so empowering right? You're not stuck. You can find out through the process where you're feeling stuck in that moment and return back to what's going to restore you to that peace, joy, and fulfillment in that moment, which is really awesome. You're not waiting for some outcome to shift in order for that peace to be regained. You just have to be able to have the awareness of what are all the pieces and where am I getting stuck and hung up? So what about for those who listen to the show and have said, I've listened to every single episode, or maybe they're very new to the show and they're like, okay, so I'm hearing about this through the Lively show. Do you feel like the experience of Life with Intention is worth it if you're an avid listener? Definitely. If you're an avid listener, well, then you kind of know what you're all about, Jess. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like this course is re- it's a really good introduction also to personal development on a personal level because I'm obsessed with podcasts. I'm obsessed with reading books. There's I'm obsessed with absorbing information and consuming personal development, but at the end of the day, that's not going to do anything for you unless you put it into action. So I feel like with Life with Intention Online, it's there's just this great, really safe and supportive framework and structure to start working on yourself and putting putting stuff into action and, and actually making changes in your life instead of just listening. <laughs> Exactly. You're actually implementing it and you're getting to share with the community of almost 500 people now around the world that are also working on this in their own lives. So once you, for those who know this that are already part of the class and you know this, Anna, but you have lifetime access. So every time I open it, which is twice a year right now, you get to take it again. So have you joined it in the fall and are you planning on joining it this winter? Yeah, I did it again this past fall, which was super fun because I had a couple of the coaches on my team do it with me and so we could share the experience. And I think this is the best part too, because especially if you're a perfectionist or an overachiever and you're afraid that you're going to fail if you don't do it right, um, it takes all the pressure off because this is, it's really deep stuff. It's really hard work and it can be really overwhelming and scary. So just to know that you don't have to do everything and finish 
the whole course or that you'll have a chance to continue to work on it in later sessions. Like for instance, the first time I went through the course, like I said, it was my first introduction to this whole ego inner critic concept, which rocked my world. One benefit of the show I think has happened is that I've talked enough about the ego and intuition at this point that a lot of people get that concept. But when I first had the show was newer and I hadn't gone into that in much, I feel like everybody got stuck on module one. They're like, oh my God, mind blown. Like they were taken out by the count just from that module alone. And now I noticed in this last round this fall that the education level of the ego piece in particular was a little higher. So people were able to get closer to modules two and three and four and get through module one a little faster. But no matter where you're at, the beauty is, like you just said, you get to kind of continue. And it is always different, I feel, for sophomores and juniors taking the class that they get new layers of it that they didn't pick up the first time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because after I spent six months thinking about, oh, my ego and being just being aware of it. So coming back to the course this past fall, I was able to dig deeper into my actual um, intention statements and to my actual values because I had learned so much about myself. And so I think it ended up being more powerful the second time around. Yes. And that's, like I said, totally free for everyone. So you are in it. And that's the whole point. This work is for the rest of our lives. We have to continue to recommit to the principles that are in it, the universal path that it has as our situations change. Even myself and my own life has changed dramatically in the last few months. So for me, the work is still there but it's all in a new lens. It's in a new circumstance. So I'm kind of processing it like a pasta maker just came to mind. I'm putting my life through the pasta maker of this process each time as the dough shifts and as like new experiences happen. And you can always work on a different aspect of your life too. Either, you know, like once, hopefully, right now I've been working on career, but I really want to be able to work on possessions because I want to decorate my apartment. Oh, is that what you're going to work on this winter? Maybe, possibly. We'll see. But yeah, and it's also, you know, like personal development, it's a journey that lasts a lifetime because we're constantly growing and evolving. And so when you're doing something like Life with Intention Online, I'm speaking to any of the other perfectionists and overachievers out there. Just don't put too much pressure on yourself because there's no such thing as failing when you're setting intentions and working with your values. There's no such thing as failure. No, there's not because there's just the opportunity and invitation to live that value right now in this moment. And if you didn't do it in the last moment, you have a new moment. Congratulations. Here's a new moment for you. (laughs) Another thing also is just no matter what your current circumstances are, you can always make the choice to come from your values and be more positive. I think that's one of the big shifts that has happened in my own life. I usually don't share about my own shifts from this work, but I will say I feel so much more present moment focused through committing to this process. Have you noticed any more shifts from being distracted about the future or the past? Oh my goodness, totally. I'm definitely more able to just like not stress out about the future. (laughs) I used to always future trip or be afraid of like, oh no, what's going to happen? And I'm just like so much less stressed and less anxious now because I know that no matter what happens, you know, I'll, I'll get through it and I'll be okay. What about the actual delivery of the content in the, the video modules and in the podcast forms and module four? Did you like the community and those other aspects of literally how you were taking the course? Yeah, so I love the workbook to print out and take notes on. And then the videos, I loved the videos 
because they're so short and concise and to the point. And so like for anyone who feels like, oh, I don't have time to do this, you're overwhelmed and making excuses like that. These videos, oh, they're so short. I have to pause them like every, literally like every three seconds to like take notes and absorb because every few seconds like, oh, another, another mind blown. But yeah, the videos are really powerful. For anyone listening to wants to know more about the videos, there a few of them are me speaking in the videos themselves. But most of them, I would say, are doing this kind of, I call them like semi-animated, where there's images and text on the screen helping you to follow along and see it and incorporate it in a greater way. So if you're a visual learner, it's definitely going to be wonderful. And also if you're an audio learner, you're going to be able to listen along with the visuals. So hopefully I've worked really hard. There's a series of these videos for each module. So there's four modules. The first three are the video format. So they're between a half hour total number of videos and up to like, I think 45 minutes of videos. But I worked super, super hard to distill down just to the essentials because of, you know, how our attention spans are today that you could get as much as what you needed without getting overwhelmed or so you could keep up with it in your day-to-day life, even if you just watched one or two of the 10 videos per module at a time. And then also have a copious resource section for anyone that wants to go much, much deeper into any specific topic. Do you think that you use any of those resources to go deeper in any of those areas or what happened when it came to understanding the concepts? Yeah, I love the bonus sections. Um, also, you had us, the first time I went through it, you had us, you recommended that we could read The Slight Edge, which I ended up loving The Slight Edge. Also, I was introduced to Eckhart Tolle and The Power of Now and his other book, A New Earth. So yeah, I love the bonus resources and videos to watch. I also love the community and being able to um, ask questions and, you know, bounce ideas and see what the other class members are working through and connect with people. And are you planning to do the live calls again? Yes, the coaching calls will be happening live. And for this time around, I'm experimenting with a new mastermind level. So people are welcome to create masterminds within the community themselves. Like I said, there's almost 500 people in the course right now. So you're welcome to form as many mastermind accountability partnerships through the community directly. It's a private community for members only. And you have a whole area where you can do in-person meetups for friends, accountability partners, masterminds, etc. But I'm also doing a new thing that I'm offering for 10 people that I'm personally going to be working with on a three-month basis because often people can enjoy the experience and get a lot out of the class, but then life gets busy and their direction and focus goes elsewhere. So this three-month course kind of mastermind level is for 10 people to work with me on an ongoing basis throughout three months to really troubleshoot and look at any area of their life that's popping up. I always say it's kind of like life is like the whack-a-mole game (laughs) at the fair where you're trying to hit the mole and then another one pops up and you got to hit that one. That's how it feels in my own life, like what I'm working through. So I want to have this ongoing commitment to working with a smaller group of people in this wonderful way that they'll also get to meet each other and support each other. But that will be in addition to the regular membership does include the coaching sessions throughout each of the modules for that month as well. Yeah, I love the community aspect. And that's what I love in the work I do, too, is just knowing that you're not alone. And there's other people going through the same things. I don't know, I feel like in real life, almost none of my friends and family really understand my my personal development obsession, this whole like become your best self thing. So it's, it's just so powerful to be able to know you're not alone. 
Yes, absolutely. There is so many people and you get to share as much or as little as you like in the community. So it's just an opportunity for everyone to consider if they want to engage there or not. So, so I try to make this as self-directed as you'd like. And the cool thing is everyone has the content freely, totally still open and available to them in the off seasons, if you will, of the course as well. So we though we go through it live twice a year, you still have it. So if February is not good for you, but March or April or May or June or July is better for you, join now and then just take it when it makes sense for you. I joined an online class on a totally different subject while I was running Life with Attention this fall. So I was not going to try to do both at the same time, but just recommitted to spending time that I previously basically been putting into Life with Intention in the evenings into that course. So for me, I'm not someone who has to feel like I have to do it live with people in order to get the value out of the content, but other people are, and that's wonderful. Hopefully you can join us live, but the choice is always yours and it's not going to go away anytime soon. So I would say for anyone that's maybe the time is not perfect for February, don't let that stop you from getting access to the content and being able to enjoy all the coaching calls and recordings and all of the community that's already been shared. Like that's totally fine. That's personally sometimes even how I enjoy taking the classes more is on my own time rather than trying to keep up with a group. So keep that in mind too for anyone that is thinking about it, but maybe February specifically is a little busy. So would you recommend this for other people, Anna? Yes, obviously. <laughs> if you're on, just to say, if you're on in my Inspire Joy coaching team and you're listening to this, you better sign up for Life with Intention Online. But I would say that this course I would recommend for anyone who is sick of feeling constantly overwhelmed and stressed out and wants to find more inner peace. It sounds cheesy, but just like more fulfillment in your daily life without having to find a new job or, you know, have more time. But I I mean, I would only recommend it for people who are willing to dive in and do the work and who are ready. So how did you spend that month? You said it took you a month to get over the ego's issues about whether the class itself was a shiny penny for the ego. So how did you finally tap into your intuition about it? Uh, good question. Well, I was listening to your podcast, and so you were always plugging little ways to <laughs> tap into your intuition. So I did your right to your intuition exercise from your blog, Jess. And I was saying, like, before we started recording, the last kicker that got me to pull the trigger was listening to Elizabeth Piper's Lively Show episode when she was explaining her takeaways from the course. And I was like, well, you know, I, I resonated with her, and I knew, you know, I just knew it at the end of the day. If we, if our intuition is is pushing us in a direction and we're ignoring it, eventually something major is going to happen that's going to force us <laughs> to, to face it. So I, I just knew that I wouldn't regret the decision. So she helped you and your writing exercise helped you to know it was true. What did your intuition say? My intuition said, stop making excuses and just do it because you know this is going to bring you more peace. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. I like it. It's usually my intuition usually is just like, get out of your own head. And that's what I do say for everyone. So I'm not trying to sell this to anyone who doesn't need it. I simply offer it and I ask people to check in with their intuitions to find out if it's right for them because I can't tell you whether it's right for you. Anna can't tell you if it's right for you. Your intuition knows if this is the work and the message and the timing for you. But like you said, don't let the ego 
get in the way and make up 75 excuses about why the timing's not right or why the finances aren't right. If your intuition's saying yes, that's the information you need, not the excuses. So like I said, I'm so excited to continue to serve through the Lively Show totally for free with content that we share here every week or sometimes twice a week late now. We're doing really good <laughs> with getting stuff up on the podcast. But that is just the tip of the iceberg, I would say, in terms of this work and this approach and the community that you would have access to through Life with Intention Online. So do you think that's kind of the, the, the case that like the show's kind of the tip of the iceberg in terms of all the work that actually happens in the class? Oh, for sure. And like I said before, you can listen to all the podcasts, but until you take action and do the work on yourself, you're never going to really change your life. And so if if your heart or your gut or this, it's kind of like this physical feeling is, and you just know it's pushing you in this direction, then you can trust that. And what about for those who aren't life coaches or, you know, health coaches are particularly interested in personal development? This is a great introduction to personal development and also it's good for anyone really because who couldn't use more joy and more happiness and more confidence in themselves. So it's just a really great way to start reshaping the way you view your life in any area. I know. It's what it is. It's, it was so hard for me to figure out how to explain the value, but it is truly shifting your approach to life which is everything in your life. That's why we cover possessions, personal habits, relationships, and career, because it's literally the foundation of your life that we're redesigning and reshifting to what's true versus what our society has taught, which is because the ego is so prevalent, largely ego-driven. So what would you like people to know or consider before signing up for class? Just know that it's not going to take a ton of time, but it will take a lot of energy and it might feel hard. It might feel overwhelming, but just know that overwhelm is is a choice that pretty much your ego is. Right? The ego is trying to say it's shooting all over you about like what it should be like or what you should be doing. So just go with your heart and just be patient with yourself and know that there's no right or wrong way to go about your own journey. So now, last but not least, what doubts or internal resistance are you currently facing in your life right now, Anna? Oh, man, like the main way resistance manifests in my life is just this little, the little voice in the back of my head that says that I'm not good enough. It's the not enough or that I need to learn more, do more or be more in order to feel worthy. And so that's still what I work on every single day. But just learning that I have control over the way I feel about my life and about the dreams that I manifest and that I create. It's all in my control. Um, and just knowing that I have that power has helped a lot. That's awesome. Have you had any values-based intentions to help deal with the not enoughs? Yeah. So my from this last round, my, my personal habit intention is just, well, I have two actually. One is treat myself with compassion. And the second is be the light. And that's, you know, that just keeps me connected to what I'm supposed to do. And then also my career intentions are to allow my work. Keyword here is allow, not like control my work, but to allow my work to be a full expression of my creativity, love, and joy. That just takes a lot of pressure off. And my main career intention is to give support, love, and encouragement to women who are taking action to live healthier, more fulfilling lives. Well, that's fantastic. So what would you tell someone who's just starting out on this journey? Oh my gosh, just know that you're exactly 
where you're supposed to be right now. And I would say to have a lot of patience with yourself and be prepared to treat yourself with a lot of kindness and grace and forgiveness. Because when you are brave enough to make the decision to step forward and and make changes in your life, um, no matter what that looks like, it's going to be hard and it's going to bring up a lot of vulnerability and it's going to crack you open and bring up a lot of your deep-seated fears and doubts and insecurities that you have been just shoving down and ignoring as you go about your daily life. And so when that happens, just, just know that it's okay and that you don't have to be afraid and that if you just show up every day and do your best and trust that you're going to be okay, that you have everything you already need inside of you to make it to the next step. Anna, thank you so much for coming to the show and sharing your experience and your story with us. It's been a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Jess. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And Anna, thank you so much for coming on the show. If you'd like to send Anna a message, you can do so over on Instagram at Anna Maria Locke, L-O-C-K-E. As for myself, you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter at Jess C as in Captain Crunch Lively. For show notes, hop over to JessLively.com slash Anna Locke. And to register for Life with Intention Online, hop over to LifeWithIntentionOnline.com. Registration is now open until January 29th. And for those who want to join us in the fireside chat all about pleasure, go over to LifeWithIntentionOnline.com slash fireside chat. Before I share who's coming up next week on the show, who happens to be one of our first repeat guests here on The Lively Show and is one of my own personal favorite podcast hosts, let's speak with Nicole about today's sponsor, AcuityScheduling.com. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Jess. Tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Nicole. I live outside of Allentown, PA in Schnecksville, PA in a really small suburb, and I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have a two-year-old daughter named Hazel, and I'm also expecting another little one. Congratulations. Thank you. I have a puppy named Jamie, so I kind of have two toddlers running around. (laughs) And uh, I work from home as well. I work at Acuity Scheduling as the customer happiness manager. I love that. Happiness manager? Customer happiness manager, yeah. Oh, man. Well, I want to hear about that. But first, tell us about Acuity Scheduling. Well, Acuity Scheduling is an online tool for small businesses to allow their clients to book online. So the small business sets up their availability and any sort of information they want from the client. And then the client goes onto their website and picks their appointment and fills out the forms and they'll get reminders for the appointments and it's really awesome. It's really hassle-free for the small business. And who's it ideal for? It's ideal for those businesses that do have appointments, day-to-day appointments and classes, like all sorts of businesses. But to name a few, there's life coaches and there's professionals. We are HIPAA compliant, which no other online scheduler is. We also have bowling alleys using us and soccer coaches and cupcake delivery people. So it's really a great tool for kind of everyone. That's awesome. And what about for those who need to accept payments? I know that can be a drag and it's usually a separate process. So a client can go online and if you set up your payment processor, we offer that through either PayPal, Stripe, Braintree, or Authorize.net. And the client can then go and pay 
for their appointment. And if they have any outstanding balance on their appointment or the business can even enable tipping for the appointment, the client can just do that online. So when they're at their appointment, it's over and it's kind of like that awkward period where like you have to pay and then like waste time in your day. And the client maybe has already done that or maybe will do that online and they could just leave. Like everything's done. Yeah, it's like a one-stop shop. Yeah, it's really great. That's awesome. And I know you have something special for Lively Show listeners. Would you mind sharing what that is? Yeah. If you go to acuityscheduling.com backslash lively, you'll get a 45-day free trial. Our basic trial is just 14 days. So this is super special. And you can choose from any of our plans. We have three different plans. They're all laid out on the pricing page. So yeah, acuityscheduling.com backslash lively. And I also can say, as using it myself, how beautiful it is. I've used other schedulers in the past that don't have these accept payment options and the HIPAA compliance, but they also were very ugly and kind of clunky feeling. And I love how beautiful yours is. It's really great to have it go along with the same type of branding. So Nicole, again, where can people go to get that special deal? Acuityscheduling.com backslash lively. Awesome. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Jess. And now for a sneak peek. Next week on the show, I am speaking with the one and only Pat Flynn of Smart Passive Income about how he's raising his children intentionally, given all that he's learned from his personal and business growth, and about his new book, Will It Fly? I'm so excited to have Pat on once again for not only myself and those who enjoy Smart Passive Income, the podcast about business advice that I find is truly top-notch but also for people who are parents or thinking about becoming parents who want to live their principles that they're learning and the practices that they may be getting from personal growth and want to share them in age-appropriate ways with their children as well. It's a wonderful conversation. Pat is, of course, as always, super giving, sharing, and open about everything he's going through. And I can't wait to share this episode with you then. Until then, may something wonderful happen to you today. 